Blog Talk Radio. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Hello to all you filth bags and something duckers that are looking for employment. We are hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. Are you able to knock on doors and demand to see people's tax returns? We need people who are willing to handle firearms. You need to be the government's new army. Your job will consist of number not grades of people who work as waitresses and did not report all their cash tips. Or maybe they had a yard sale and did not report income. You might need to shoot someone dead who is refusing to cooperate. Or you may have to deal with some childrens. That part is for me. You might need to enforce your will on people by any means necessary to force those 99% dolts and nincompoops to give over all their property to the 1%. If they say they voted for Trump, you kick them in the kumquats. Look, almost 75 million Americans voted for Trump. 
another 12 million voted for other candidates. There is another 40 million that voted for Brandon and said something mean about him on Spybook. We need to teach those political enemies that we mean business as we turn America into a third world hellhole for all. If you vote Democrat we will be coming for you eventually, but for now we are starting our training and first order of work with bringing those right and center wing extremists to those FEMA camps that do not exist. So he wants to work for the IRS. Just go to their website and then we will put you in basic training. Once you prove to us you can handle a firearm and threaten Trump supporters hardcore enough, we will place you on those mean streets and help us confiscate property on all those fuss budgets that did not complete a perfect error-free annual taxation form. Good luck to all you applicants. And good luck all you adults and something that cares who will let us get away with it. Hello everyone. I am Broccoli Man. At night I fight for organic GMO free food. During the day I fight crime against child trafficking. Please watch my story on rumble.com. Just look up Broccoli Man and you can see my regular run-ins and follies with G-Lobalist, The Wiretap, The Millennials, and everyone else I run into. I fight communists and very pro-free speech. Just check me out. Broccoli Man on Rumble.com Hello Freedomizers I am Broccoli Man When I am not fighting crime I listen to the Proof Negative radio show I am the Wire Ripper Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan We need to protect the one world government you getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to proof negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitution or cash money. Anyway, listen to proof negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com Now, let's get back to the Proof Negative show here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Welcome to the Proof Negative radio show right here on FreedomizerRadio.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
Welcome back to another great night here on Freedomizer Radio. Of course, I'm your host, Proof Negative, the big kahuna here on Freedomizer. I want to thank everybody so much for finding us today. Today is Thursday, so we'll have Leslie from Tennessee joining us here. And if you out there in Radio Land have anything you want to share, the number here is 319-527-6264. Press lucky number one on your phone, and I will make it a point to bring you into today's conversation. All right, so with that, let's go ahead and uh, I don't know why I can't find. All right, let's try one more time here. All right, I guess it's not coming up today. All right, so let's go ahead and bring in uh, Leslie. There, there's no applause here. It seems to be missing. <laughs> it's okay. How are you today? Uh, well, all right. We have this at least. It's not the same. Hey, I'll take what I can get. Today's been a bad day for the American democracy yeah so what's the what do you want to start with first tonight you we could start with small talk we could go into the biggest of the big news i don't really care i say we go and just take a deep dive off into the big news i mean of course everybody knows now that uh trump's mugshot is online a lot of people are very happy to see that unfortunately um it's just a real disgrace to this country that it has come to this. I understand that a lot of people did don't like him. Um, 
you know, what we've talked about in the past, he, you know, he may not be a, our favorite person, but, you know, he uh, ran this country very well, and I feel like that they just come at him from all sides. And I feel like, you know, and here here's my thing, that if it wasn't him, that they would do it to somebody else that would stand up for the American people because the swamp is just that. It's so deep, and it's more than I think that a lot of people have ever imagined, and this has just brought it to the forefront I just can't believe that, well, the, the more they try to do stuff to Trump, the it, it doesn't work. And I, I don't know why they are still, uh, they're still pushing. I think that when you're out of options and you can't win the right way, that, I mean, it's, it's desperation from one. I mean, I, I really have no doubt that it's desperation. I think it's a lot of people wanting to grab their 15 minutes of fame, especially like this uh, DA named Fanny or Fanny or whatever her name is out of Georgia. You know, I mean, she's definitely taught me her name. I would have never known who she was if it wasn't for this, you know, for this going down. And, of course, uh, Alvin Bragg, you know, out of New York. There, there's a bunch of names that we, that people know now that are household names just because of what they've done. I mean, they ran off, you know, they ran off, they campaigned off of uh, arresting him, off of uh, off of going after him, which speaks volumes. Um, if people don't well, understand... Think, though, if, they, uh, they arrested, a le- uh, what, 19 people to hide yeah. the, uh, to hide their, their uh, frauding the election? Yeah, and I just, where he, they had, of course, the famous phone call about coming up with whatever it was, like 12,000 more votes. Uh, I thought that's really been twisted around to their benefit. Um, You know, as I know, that you can make words twist to your own benefit. I feel like that's what they've done. And and I really hope, honestly, that it, I mean, I know it's really kind of a, uh, you know, a, a fast trial that they're requesting in, what was it, October, that one of the yeah. defendants has requested. But I feel like that, honestly, I would just rather them go ahead and do this because I feel like that there's going to be a, it could, there's a couple of things that are either going to happen. Um, and I really hope that it gets dismissed. Well, and they've done so many shady things in, in, in not even just the election, but the court case to uh, to get this up there. And uh, and they're just going to allow whatever it is that they needed to do because it's the important thing is we're arresting Trump. It doesn't matter if what we're doing is legal or not. The important thing is, is that we're going to make these arrests. That, that's, that, that's very uh, constitutional of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why that we're still living off this, especially whenever you have candidates like you know and I know that Hillary Clinton vehemently opposed the campaign and said that that he what was what were her words 
that he was a um I'm not a legitimate president. And right. uh you know, so it was okay for them to say this. Nobody was arrested, nobody was investigated. The Clintons the Clintons are synonymous for why what is it? Um out there, you know, where they're from in Arkansas, all the crimes that have happened, nothing. They, I mean, I feel like that there's been so much death, animosity, and corruption. You know, I mean, we're talking about from Benghazi to um, just so much. And if it's like somebody said tonight, if you're not with that establishment, if you don't go along with the, the political regime, then, you know, you're standing for the the American people, and... But you, you know what gets me, though, Leslie, is that with all this mess that happened in Hawaii and now the Associated Press, not even, not even our news, even fake news is now covering how uh, destruction, uh, this was all planned. They're, they're covering how the how the governor wanted to buy the land and uh, and these people weren't selling. And they're covering, even uh, like I said, the Associated Press is covering the fact now that the police refused to let people go through these barricades that they put up. Uh, and whoever whoever didn't go through the barricades uh, ended up dying to a, frying to a crisp. And they uh, they didn't turn the water on on purpose. You have this water equity guy that was uh, that went on TV and said that it wasn't fair uh, because the white people uh, were able to dictate how the water was spent, and he didn't have time to talk to the black people and the gay community and and all the other communities to see whether or not they wanted to use the water for the fire. Yeah, I actually it, saw. Just, Something about that. Yeah, it's just crazy. And, and uh, why is no? But nobody's going to get arrested. And then Brandon goes down there and pretends it's evening at the Improv. But it doesn't matter because those people vote Democrat regardless. So he could have just gone out there, flipped everybody off, and went back home. They'd still vote for him. Yeah, I, I really don't understand that either. That I mean, I don't know how you can still vote for somebody, and, and they're going to vote Democrat again. I mean, whenever he's there making jokes, and there was a meme on my Facebook about that. I mean, the, the meme really was not a funny meme, but it's just, you know, one of those memes he was talking about, he almost lost his cat, mm-hmm. his car, the, the what is it, his Mustang he loves so much, and I think it's oh, wife. A Corvette, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't get it. I, I guess I'm a loss for words tonight because of what we see around us. And it's like people are still living with their eyes shut. So I haven't, if you can figure that out, let me know. I hope you can share that meme I made earlier today. It's uh, and I reposted it less than an hour ago. It has some people mocking uh, a guy with a scam on, and and it says the way you should treat people when they tell you that 
Brandon is a better president than Trump? If you go to my spy book I'll, wall, you'll see it. It's not that far down. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to do that. I will definitely do that for sure. But, you know, I, I feel like that I feel like this country was made for everybody. And it's it's almost like it's dividing more and more down, if that makes sense, then. Well, we have to have communism to make uh, all the communists happy, even though uh, communists don't want us to, to be happy, but we have to make them happy. Well, I, I think that a lot of these people that are looking to get into a different type of government than what we have now have never lived under any type of regime like that. And it's, I mean, it's going to be too late. You can't go back. Once you get something like that, you just, you can't go back. And there are so many people that have escaped that life. And I would never understand why they would even want to vote, you know, to be a liberal. So that's my thoughts on that topic. Well, they've they've never had a hard life. So what happens is hard hard lives create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times. And then the cycle goes on. Very truthful, very truthful. We became soft. Well, I don't know what's going to change it. I can't. Obviously, I don't have the answers anymore. And um, because at this point, it's very frustrating to see a man that can go to Hawaii and make jokes and Basically, he can get away with it, and he's going to get voted by them again. Yes. So that's my thoughts on that subject. Um, again, just a little disheartened tonight. Not going to lie on that one. Um, I, I, I'll never give up fighting, but I'm not to say that I'll have my days where, you know, it's not a little bit more frustrating than others to see to see what's going on. I mean, they want us to give up, and that's just not going to happen. Um, I think that another thing that's really quite interesting, is, and you posted about this too, and I hear it, you know, is the scams are coming back. If, you know, people are new and don't, they don't know what scams are, that would be a mask. They didn't oh, obviously scams. work the first time. <laughs> they obviously didn't work the first time, so I mean, I don't even know why people would keep doing that. I mean, it's kind of like the, you know, the vaccinations of COVID. And uh, I believe now that I have, you know, I took a Moderna two shot, and I think that I have high blood pressure for me, and I've never had high blood pressure before. But you know, well, here's the thing, though, Leslie, and I posted on this before. People will wear scams not because they're scared of the disease but they're scared of not being able to buy stuff. They're scared of offending somebody.
And if they know nobody's going to yell at them for wearing a scam, for not wearing a scam, they're not going to wear one. But people wear um, them because because they think somebody's going to yell at them. I'm just amazed that in some places, especially like California, that they never stop. You know, whenever I have a friend that's a truck driver that travels the whole United States and he goes out to California and he walks into a store with his wife, you know, and, and they live in Texas, but they're not from Texas, but they're from Alabama. And they walk in a store out there and people are walking around with masks and then they're looking at my friend and his wife like they've got three heads, you know, because they don't have masks on. And we haven't worn masks in forever here. And, uh, you know, I've, I've never had COVID. I've been in the bars in Nashville. I have traveled to Florida. I, I just, I, I think they have instilled fear in people so much. You know, I, I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist. It obviously exists. But I'm not yes, even 100% but the scam, sure. Everybody knows the scam. The scams, they do serve a purpose. They They, they scare people. Yeah, and, and they don't and stop it's something anything. that they can have over your head. Like, you need this in order to buy and sell. Oh, I'm, I just refuse to do that. Well, I'm, I posted I'm not on it. 25% of the public does not care if they have to wear a scam or not. Percent, at least, is going to comply. Because, like I said, they're afraid of of getting yelled at or not being allowed to to purchase. So that leaves maybe 20 to 25 percent of the public. And maybe that's enough. I don't know. Well, I think you're going to find, and really that also depends on the area of the United States or either country that you're in. Because most of the people I know, where I'm from, back in the South, they're not going to have any of it. And I can already tell you that I'm, I've noticed on Facebook there's already a lot of people that have posted. <laughs> they have already started yeah, posting that they're not going to. We run the risk of being in our eco chambers, though, because we we talk to like-minded people. So if if one of us was liberal scum, then we'd be we'd be seeing all these people that can't wait for scams to come back. Well, I'm definitely not. Um, I'm definitely not going to. When if they do come back, I have. I just have no desire for. You know, to be under the thumb of our government like that. Um, I don't believe well, there are people that, that look forward to it, though. There are people that don't want to make any decisions in their life. They want every decision in life made for them. Of course. It's called socialism. There's a lot of names for it. People don't want to stand up and fight. People want to take the easy route. Yeah, I I, I love life too much. I can't do it. I I don't want to sit here and just be a drone and, and just waste my time away. Well, I think another thing is what really bothers me, too, is to see anybody that has ever spent time in our military, while they would even ever, ever consider voting 
for Biden or a liberal. Especially after sitting through and listening to the Gold Star families and their testimony. If you're one of those that watched that Fox debate yesterday, uh, I could see how your choice is Brandon or you've got seven Warhawks up there. All of those fools up there on that debate stage are looking forward to giving Ukraine as much money as they possibly can. Well, I was part of that debate, and I I'm did sorry. see having to see. <laughs> well, honestly, because whoever is up there on that stage, there's going to be one of those people that's probably going to be our next vice president. Uh, and no, I, I don't think so. You don't think? Unless it's Vivek, but I don't think it's him. Well, I have thought about that. There's some of his foreign policy that's kind of, I don't know, some of his policies are kind of different. Um, oh, I'm okay with so, that. And, and to be honest, Vivek, uh, and one thing with the truth community, it's a double-edged sword. We like what he's saying. It's like he's one of us, except he's too slick. He, It's like, it's like, us having a conversation, but he's up like another uh, another thirty percent. It's it's like it's like he's a little too polished. I kind of agree with that too. I mean, I, I love what I'm hearing. Don't get me wrong, but it's just the way that he's telling it. I, I want to like him, but it, it, it I don't know if it's genuine or not. And the more he talks, and I love everything about it. It's just I, I don't know how genuine it is, and I, I feel bad saying that. But I, I when you're that slick, I, I, I have to start second-guessing, and I'm not the only one. We will find out. I, that was my biggest uh, point of trying to listen to what they were saying the other night. And, um but, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Trump wants anybody that, that's interested in war. I don't think any of those people up there uh, would would be maybe Vivek, but I don't even think him. I think Trump would look at Carrie Lake or Christy Nome as, the, uh, as a vice president. I, I think he's – all those people on the debate stage I don't think have much of a chance of being a vice president. And I do like Christy Nome a lot. I think that she would rock it out as a vice president. I think uh, at this, uh, unless he goes after Robert Kennedy, which is possible, but I, hmm. I think what what they what you need is that if they assassinate Trump, they they, they want somebody that's ready to go and uh, and loves freedom just as much and. I don't know if Vivek is that guy. He could be, but I, 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 I want to see more from him that I, I can get behind and not just – I don't want to hear ear music, basically. Well, nobody does. But unfortunately, you know, sometimes, you know, it's really – it's like you said, I really started liking Vivek from the beginning and then – now, you know, I listened to him last night, not so much. And trust me, he won that debate yesterday. Don't don't get me wrong. But 
it's I've never thought of that before where somebody is saying exactly what I want him to say, but it's a little too good. And I, I don't know what to do with that. Well, we got some booze last night, let me tell you. And, oh, yeah, uh, they but, did, they but did so did him. Chris Christie, though. Uh, yeah, he got booed because all of those other people up there on that stage want to bomb, bomb, and, and bomb Russia. And Vivek is all about trying to get to the table and, and negotiate a peace deal. Yeah, that, that's going to get some booze when you get all those war hawks in there. Yeah, well, I'm I'm definitely – I was never for, you know, especially as deep as this has gone for this proxy war that we're in right now, for sure. Yeah, I don't think the average American public wants us to be in a war with Russia. So when seven of those eight people up on that stage talk about how much war they want, uh, I don't think that I, – I think they're tone deaf on what America wants. How is it that you could spend all these billions of dollars in the Ukraine on a weekly basis, but you offer people in Hawaii a $700 one-time payment, and you're going to take their land from them? Yeah, that's just insulting to me. Well, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm by far not disagreeing with you. Oh, I know that. So where's our friend tonight that drives the truck that's from New York? Oh, we'll see. It's still early. (laughs) Well, uh, you know. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that I just really, when it comes down to, I think you're right, though. I really, I do like Christy Nome. She is very well-spoken. She has had a wonderful campaign to promote her state um i think she's done a wonderful job up there i get tickled those commercials that she's in um and i i think that she would be a great i think she'd be a great choice yeah i think christy noam carrie lake or maybe rand paul if you if you want to have a third person out there i think any of those three would be the uh, the front runners for being the vice president. I, I don't think anybody on that debate stage is is in the top three. I like Rand Paul for sure. He's I mean with him being a doctor and him um, what was his dad's name? Ron Paul. Ron yeah. Paul. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I like Rand. He's from Kentucky, and I think that boy he let Fauci have it. I think that. Yeah. I mean he just. But he would be another good one, too. I would definitely vote for him. I think either him, Carrie Lake would be maybe my third choice. I don't, I'm not really sure she would do as well as Chrissy or Rand, but I, I really like, I really like either of those two would be my top choices, personally. Well, I, I, I don't know who I like one, two, or three out of there. I just think those are the top three choices. Yeah. Well, those are good choices. I totally agree with you on those. Um, like yeah, I said, he's I not going to choose Tim thing. Scott, or and he's definitely not choosing Mike Pence again. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why Mike Pence even wasted his time to run. And uh, I, I can't see Chris Christie. I, I really can't. 
his well, his just, job is his job is to to get paid to go after to just be a a chihuahua who's not gonna <laughs> not gonna destroy anything except he's gonna make people mad by being loud. <sighs> well, he's definitely got that down pat because there's a lot of people that cannot stand him for sure. Oh, he got the most booze last night out of everybody. He did. He did. Um, well, he's not a very likable person to begin with. When he left New Jersey, he had a 14% approval rating. And when he ran the last time, he said the reason why he's running is because he knows how to work with Democrats. That that was that, that was his uh, his press conference when he announced he was running for president in 2016. That uh, that he can work with Democrats. He's ironic. Then go be a Democrat. It's okay. We're not going to stop you from being who you are. Go be a Democrat. Go he can hang out with Liz Cheney. Yeah. <laughs> he can hang out with Liz Cheney and the rest of them. Right. And then, then Asa Hutchinson, who uh, who wishes he had Chris Christie's numbers. Uh, you know, it's just weird some of these people that decided to run for president. I mean, I don't know what kind of like made their mind up to randomly just decide that they were going to run for president. I mean, he's like so 1996. I was laughing at somebody tonight. I mean, he really is 1996 made over. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what made him decide to run. Well, some of these people think they're likable for some reason. Probably there, there, is, they think that they, there is nothing in the world that you're going to be able to do that would get me to vote for Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Chris Christie, or Asa Hutchinson. There, there's nothing. So what do you think about Nikki Haley? I don't. Just another war hawk. And she was up there selling it yesterday about the fact that she's the only woman on the stage. I, I don't she need that. that yeah, I don't I don't need that. I, I don't need somebody that, that, that you're not asking. Your, your vagina is not a magic eight ball and you're going to ask it questions. I, I don't care what gender somebody is. Pretty good. Well, we used that yeah, back uh, back when uh, a certain former Democrat candidate uh, who was uh, allegedly a female. Uh, I don't want to mention their name on on the airwaves, but that that person used that before. Like, I'm not voting for somebody because they have less penises than the other candidate. That that doesn't matter to me. Identity politics. Yeah, I'm not voting for somebody just – if they trotted out Pete Buttigieg and said, and he says, vote for me, I'm gay, uh, I don't care. I'm not voting for Michael Robinson Obama because uh, because he's a nice lady. Uh, I'm not playing those games. I just vote for whoever's the best person that, 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 can, that can keep America's freedoms and, and, uh, and give me the best quality of life. I don't care what somebody does. 
And Trump offered that, and he did a good job. Brandon's not offering that. Barry Satoro and, and Big Mike didn't offer that. Bush didn't offer that. Clinton didn't offer it. The other Bush didn't offer it. And Reagan had pockets where, where he, uh, he, he did some good, but I, I was too young to understand a lot of it. And before that, I don't know. I don't vote Democrat, but I tell you, I, I, I like Robert Kennedy Jr. I don't, boy, they sure don't like him, though. <laughs> yeah, but all. Uh, you may have heard me talk about it before, though, where we could like him, that that's okay, but they would rather have Trump than have him up there, I promise you. Mm-hmm. If the election was Trump versus Kennedy, you'd see all these people praising Trump. I just really hope that in 15 months from now that the president will not be Joe Biden and that we will... Uh, could be Governor Grusom. Are you sure? I just don't really think... No, he's gruesome is about as likable as Chris Christie or Mike Pence. No, he's pre, he's probably with Mike Pence. The, Mike Pence is slightly more likable than Chris Christie, who's slightly more likable than, than Asa Hutchinson. I would put gruesome in the category of Mike Pence, where they, they still get an F, but having a 50% is better than a 38 or, or a 22. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, they're, they're not going to be able to sell gruesome when, when people are moving out of California so fast like they are and and everybody sees what's happening in Los Angeles and San Francisco and uh, and you want that to be nationwide. I, I, uh, without voter fraud, he doesn't have a chance. Unless they take Trump out, then, then if it's gruesome versus whatever you saw on that stage, last night, then Gruesome has a chance. Well, we're going to be really hoping that they don't take Trump out. No, they're going to be trying their best because if they can take Trump out, they, they can they can go a bunch of different directions. Right now, they're, they're stuck. Right now, they have to roll with Brandon because they, they don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with, these, with these fake lawsuits. I don't understand how our legal system is allowing this to happen. Well, every uh, every part is is run by Democrats. So when you have a one party system, then that, that that's what happens. Well, you know, during COVID, I always said before I passed away, I really hope that the governor of New York said real truth came out, and it did. So that's all I can really hope for, and is to keep speaking the truth, and hopefully people will open their eyes to really what's going on. And that's all we can do at this point, other than just keep speaking the truth. Yeah. Well, I don't know who else the Democrats have, though, because they, they 
they will not select Robert Kennedy. I'm not even going to waste my time even. For a minute, I was debating whether or not I wanted to register as a Democrat so I could vote for Kennedy, but I, I just don't see that being likely. It's kind of funny that you said that because I actually thought about doing that myself. But I think it would be kind of a wasted vote, honestly. In the long run, I think it would be kind of a wasted vote. I mean, it was, it, you know, the, the thought had crossed my mind about doing that. But, and really, in the state of Tennessee, it, it really wouldn't matter much anyway. Because I'd really hopefully foresee us going red again. So but let's, that's, let's do I, this. I mean, let's, uh, let's go over the this week's Broccoli Man episode. Okay. So I don't know if you've seen Jamar yet. No. So Jamar is a liberal media major at Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. So he uh, he loves going to SHIT. And uh, he has the Guinness Book of Records for most heart attacks and still being alive. So he's up to booster number 80, and his parents told him uh, that he can't get any more gene therapies. <laughs> That's pretty good. Very creative. So uh, so this guy's been one of my characters for a, a few years now. So uh, if you're ready, I'll go ahead and get this going here. Yeah, let's go and get it going. All right. So Jamar is done with gene therapies and Dr. Freddy, or featuring Dr. Freddy. So I'll count down. So three, two, one, action. Hello again, Jammer. Welcome back to school, son. I see we need to get you caught up on the last several boosters. I don't know, B. My parent one and parent two said that if I get another gene therapy, they are pulling me out of Southern Hampshire Institute in Technology. I am so close to graduating SHIT that I do not want to go to another school. Son, I do not need to hear any of that noise. I just want you to come in here, roll up your sleeve, and take these gene therapies as your school is requiring. It is far too important for you to continue helping me make money. My insurance is about to drop me because I have had 53 heart attacks. My parent too said that my life insurance policy is not covered if I get another gene therapy. I am not worried about your life insurance policy or you not being covered by your insurance. My only concern is that I need money. Now, son, you need your boosters so you can get into school. Soon you will need to provide proof of your gene therapies just to go into a store. If you are not current on your gene therapies, your microchip will stop you right where you are and we will be called out to boost you. Are you prepared to allow that to happen? Can you take out my microchip, B? I just want to live. Oh, heavens no, son. 
These stores are now about to require you to have a microchip in order to enter the building. We will be requiring a microchip to come to my office. You will not be allowed to come get your gene therapist if you do not have your microchip. Isn't that illegal, player? Only in eight states, son. And even then we might be able to get around their laws. I feel like I was tricked into all this. Why does it seem like the less popular Brandon is, the more they want to go after us? Now, son, there is no guarantee you will get a heart attack. These gene therapists have always been safe and effective. If they are safe and effective, why do you have hospital staff waiting for me outside the door? And then there is also a coroner outside telling to sign something that said it is not the gene therapy that caused me to get a heart attack. Why are you making me sign stuff like I am about to die? And you expect me to keep believing this? Some we all know Brandon is not popular. We need to help boost his popularity so the World Economic Forum can take over the United States. We absolutely cannot have Donald Trump as president. I understand, B. That is why I am voting for Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He will put a stop to this. Robert F. Kennedy? That is worse than Trump. He knows too much about what we are doing. If he becomes president, which he will not, I will have to go back to my home country so I do not get arrested. So you support Brandon after all this mess? If I have to, yes. He helps protect my money. Randomly for office is job security for me. I can always use a new condominium. But I prefer Michael Robinson Obama. Michael Robinson Obama is a very nice lady. Okay, son. Roll up that sleeve so I can kill you. Um. I mean I need to give you these gene therapies. Do you really think I am that stupid, B? Absolutely, son. You're 99% something ducker. My job is just to make sure I enforce gene therapy restrictions. So why should I get the gene therapies if all you want to do is help me die? Now son you are not supposed to think about it. You are just supposed to roll up your sleeve and accept your fate. My job as a doctor is to sell these gene therapies. In doing so it means that I get paid more monies than I can ever dream for. It is not that I dislike you, son. I just like my money a lot more than I like you. I think it sounds rather sus that a new strain is announced to the world on August 17. Then on August 18 we are told they have a gene therapy for that specific strain. And it will be ready on September 10. How did they get out the gene therapy for this strain so fast, B? Now, my son, we are doing this for your own good. How is my dying the best thing for me? Well, son. We need to get Earth's population under 500 million worldwide. We need to protect our resources for the 1%. Keeping the 99% alive ruins our opportunity to take over the world. I am not willing to give up my life and die so that everyone can get rich off me, bro. That is a very story, son. Now why have you not rolled up your sleeve? Also why is there not a bloody scam on that face? I hope you uh, appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I appreciate all of those uh, little cartoons that you make. Well, I've been working on them for years, so I, I'm just sad that the, that only has 13 views. 
Wow. Well, hmm. I don't know. I mean, have you? I'm assuming you've shared it on your Facebook, correct? Uh, often, yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. I don't know. I don't really do any other social media except for Facebook, really. And it's not that I'm just obsessed with Facebook. It's just I've always had a Facebook, and I've tried to do other social media, but I just have other things to do other than stay on social media all day, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Trump's, Trump's mugshot, have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah, he looks it's like he's. Kept... Like... <laughs> it reminds me, and not making fun of him, like he's looking like the Terminator. Like I'll be back. Mhm. I mean, I'd be pissed too. Wouldn't you be mad? Yeah. So they they're uh, they're arresting a lot of the most top lawyers in America. Uh, and the, now all of them are going to be able to go against this this district attorney who uh, out of Atlanta. And I, I guess these people think they're they're very important here. And they, uh, I'm sorry, I just don't think that Fannie Willis is uh, is going to be a match for any of these people. I'll take. You know, uh, I, I I will take Giuliani over Fannie Willis any day of the week. I really believe though, she's just the the uh, face of it. I believe that there's a bigger machine behind her. Mm-hmm. Oh, of so course I there is. But, should... but uh but that's the that's the low end. So we all know what's going to happen though. That. Uh, if they can get if they can get this into the courts, then they they will be able to uh, to get some arrest out of this, uh, or or they will be able to find guilty pleas, and then whatever side it is, it'll be appealed and it'll go all the way up to the Supreme Court. Well, I really hope nobody pleads guilty. I don't think they I, will. I, I would drive this out till I was dead. Just saying. There's no way in hell that I would admit to anything to these people. Not like I have anything to admit for, but, I I mean, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, if they're smart, not a damn one of them would would plead for anything. And that's what they're hoping for. They're hoping that there's going to be that one or two in there that are going to do that. And that's what, and that's why they arrested so many. But hopefully these people are smart enough, which I think they are, that that's not going to happen. No, I don't think any of those I mean, people are going to plead guilty that that got arrested today or yesterday. And Giuliani's a smart man. I mean, he turned the city of New York around, and look what kind of cesspool it has became now. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, absolutely but it's terrible, liberal, though. It's so liberal. I know. But now it's gotten really bad, especially whenever you've got Lady Gaga's dad fussing about it. 
you know, I mean, it's all it's all fine and good, all fine and dandy until they're having to live in what they voted in. Well, wait till, wait till I mean, the voted. C40 stuff comes in. I'm going to be laughing my brains out when all these people are saying, I didn't know that they were going to ban meat in, in my city. I didn't know they were going to take my car away. I was After you posted that the other night, I was reading about that, and uh, I didn't see... I didn't see uh, Nashville on that, so. No, not Nashville. No, but I was looking around. I was looking around to see who all was on there because, I mean, I would just, uh, yeah, that would be, I think that, I don't even know how that happened. I mean, do these people even know what they're voting for when they're voting to vote stuff like that in? Really? Well, you have uh, you have some of the most liberal cities in the world. And uh, and fourteen, they were able to get fourteen of them to to sign on. That's why it's the C forty. So forty cities have agreed to this. So in liberal cities, the most poorest cities in the United States of America, and they they've gotten these people to vote this way, to vote this in, and they have no idea what they voted for. Makes sense to me. What do you think? Oh, there! Don't worry. In 2029, when these when these cities stop putting meat and, and dairy on the shelves, then they'll find out. Right now, they either don't know or they're 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 telling you it's not going to happen. So, just for the people that do, that don't know what that is, can you please explain what that is to the people? Yeah. So, 14 American cities and 40 in total have decided. Uh, for Agenda 2030, that they are going to have zero carbon uh, emissions taken to another level. So they've decided in unison that all these cities will ban dairy products in the city. They will ban meat. You will not be allowed to drive a car in, in said city. So I don't know exactly how materials or, or anything will be delivered into said city because they'll need a truck. But what do I know? Um, and uh, you'll be allowed to take one small airplane flight every three years. And you'll be allowed to purchase three clothing items every year. So uh, can you tell people, like, some of the cities? Because that's very interesting. Now, let these me cities. see if I, I'm what just working I? off memory here. I want to see if I remember them now. Austin, Texas, Boston. Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Miami, Portland, Seattle, Phoenix, and I feel like I'm missing one or two. I know I said Chicago. Did you say you you did say Seattle? I remember that. Basically, New Orleans, it's some of the more... New Orleans and Philadelphia was the two that I missed. Okay. Wow. I bet these people, you know, and, and I've been to New Orleans many times. I mean, best food out there, like hands down seafood. Talk about some mad people when that happens. Yeah, they don't they call them raging Cajun. now, and no one's a nothing. Yeah, they don't call them raging Cajuns for nothing. I mean, like I said, these people have no idea what they voted in. No, no clue.
And these people still have no idea. We could be laughing about this stuff, and then they're going to say, oh, that, that's not real. They'll find out it's real eventually. So my question is, okay, so you have Robert Kennedy, and, and this is a different Robert Kennedy, which is um, a senator down there in Louisiana. I really liked him a lot. Um, I thought that was Joe Kennedy. I, I mean, no, it's, it's his name is Robert Kennedy. Okay. And and so anyway, I'm just kind of curious if people like him are going to try to stop this. Mm, I don't know. Because let me tell you, I mean, I mean, he's like he's very much a, a staunch conservative. Oh, I and, know that. Uh, I've, I've heard him. I've played a bunch of his clips on the show. But th- there's no yeah, push to, to stop any of this. So that's my question. I'm kind of really disappointed if that's, if that's the case. You would think that he would be more up in arms to stop this. Well, you don't hear anybody with resolutions out there in Congress or Senate trying to stop this from happening. Who decided to push this in? Uh, The World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab. So for the people that don't know who he is, because there's a whole lot of people that still don't know who he is, please tell them who he is. Um, At this point, I don't know if I could tell people anymore. Um, If you don't know who Klaus Schwab or or George Soros, or any of those people are by now, then I can't help you. I really think there's a lot more people that know the name George Soros than the do Klaus Schwab. I, I think I think that I, I really believe that. I don't think there's as many people that know who Klaus is as the Robert as the Soros. I, I don't really know why that is, but I can almost bet that would be the case. Mm-hmm. No, but that's the guy that runs the World Economic Forum. He just runs the world, period. Him yeah, and Soros, he he pretty does. much. Yeah. My question is, and too, another thing that really, you know, bothers me is, is how these people actually come into power. Oh, Klaus Schwab's father was uh, was a big head honcho uh, when when Adolf Hitler was in power. Seems a lot of people don't know that. You know, and, and that's what the, the scary thing about it is, is some people don't know, they don't care, they're they're blinded to the truth. And and they don't think all this stuff is inter, intertwined together. They don't they don't think all this stuff is intertwined together and it and it is. But that's my that's my outlook on Klaus. Not a good and guy. And the average person out there, if I if I ask people to share stuff, oh, I don't have to, because enough people know. And I'm like, yeah, that that's not how it works. I remember when uh, I, I was running Bareface as legal back in 2020, and uh, asking people to share stuff. Like, no, I don't have to do anything. We don't have to we don't have to raise funds or or write to companies, 
we just have to vote for Trump in November. And that, that's what a majority of the people said to me. It's like they, they don't have to do squat because they know that uh, their, their chosen leader is going to win. But th- that's not how it works. Unfortunately not. But I'm just, I mean, I really hope this time. Because the average person doesn't want to do anything when it comes to fighting for freedom. They, they think that just because they hit a like button on, on Spybook once a week that, that, they, that they've done their civic duty. I'll tell you this. So some of my friends work for the government. And they really can't say much because they'll lose their jobs, which is sad. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, but, but if, you know, they really if somebody's working at, at Skank of America, uh, I'm sorry. There, there's other jobs out there. If they're going to force a scam on you, that you can go work somewhere else. But I'm not scam wearing. I don't know if I told you or not, but I was looking for a, a new day job while COVID's was a thing a few years back. And I had several jobs tell me that during a Zoom interview, I didn't even have the job yet. I was being interviewed, and they told me I needed to wear a scam for the Zoom call. That's weird. Yeah, if it was just one, I, I'd laugh it off, but th- this was several. So is that supposed to stop you from getting COVID or them I guess. Like over Zoom? Maybe, yeah, some people think that. Interesting. Hmm. I would have never thought that. I'm not been I, I never was asked to do that over Zoom during that time period. Yeah, I couldn't believe how many times I ran into that same issue. Hmm. Interesting. Hold on. My cat wants to leave the room here. Give me a second. Okay. If you have something, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, I need to take a small break uh, and tend to my dogs. That's fine. I can, uh, I got clips to play. Okay. So All right. I'll, I'll find something I'll here. Okay. I'll be back. All right. Have fun. Uh-huh. Someone sent this to me yesterday. A guy, uh, was that John Harold or something? Forgive me. I'm forgetting his name. But tweeted to me yesterday. And he said, hey, Dan, is this normal? They found this email. Now, let me say candidly, I know the people in this email, matter of fact, well, worked with them for a long time. And they said, is this normal? You're not going to hear this anywhere else. The answer up front is no. Well, what? Folks, this is an email they found to the Robert L. Peters address. I'm going to play a Newsmax clip from this in a minute. Some great work by Marco Polo. Didn't get enough credit, by the way, and James Rosen on this. But this is an email where they're requesting to sign off protection for uh, Natalie Biden and Hunter Biden. And what they're doing is they're saying we don't wish for we don't want protection during this trip during this time. 
So someone said to me, Dan, is this normal? Folks, signing off protection, in my experience, meaning we don't want the protective detail here, but we want it to pick up again later, only happens for basically one reason, in my experience. Well, well, anyone in the chat have a guess as to what it is? Well, let's just say um, you're, uh, you're the head of Burkina Faso, right? You're the Burkina Faso, uh, the head of government, right? And you, yes, yes, R- Rumpbub Steel Skin says you're trying to hide something. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just read the name. Yes, sir. I have never, ever seen them sign off like this for family members of the vice president. Again, I know the guys in this detail. Now, the president cannot sign off. The president cannot sign off protection. It doesn't matter. But the rest of them can. This is super weird that on this foreign trip, they didn't want them to have protection for what looks appears to be four days. That says to me, ladies and gentlemen, something was up. That's why this Robert Peters email is going to have the keys to all of the kingdom in it. This, this, this alias Joe Biden was using. There is zero doubt in my mind they were up to something. I only remember one protectee doing it during my time. I'm not going to say who it was, but I was told it's because he's a slumlord in New York and went to go collect the rent and he was embarrassed. I'm just telling you what I heard. I don't know because they signed off and I wasn't there. And it surprised everyone. The detail leader's like, hey, we're good today. I go, what do you mean we're good? He signed off. What do you mean he signed off? I only heard later it was like some slumlord thing. You don't sign off unless you're up to shady stuff. Here's what makes me believe this is going to get even worse for Biden. This is a great report from James Rosen at Newsmax. He's talking about this other email address, this Robert Peters email address, a fake name Biden used. By the way, hat tip Marco Polo found this a while ago, too. And where they hid this email address. They're like, oh, was it a Hillary Clinton thing? No, no, it was a government email. So it was what? Dot EOP, Executive Office of the President, dot White House, dot gov? No, no. They hid Biden's email in DISA. What's DISA? Exactly. They thought you'd never find it. Listen to this. That issue is a set of emails that one of Vice President Biden's staff aides, John S. Flynn, uh, sent to Mr. Biden in the spring of 2016 prepping the boss for various meetings with top Ukrainian officials and which used the vice president's hidden account, the address for which was robert.l.peters at pci.gov. As you can see, Flynn also copied Hunter Biden, a private citizen, at a time when the latter served on the board of Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company. Now Newsmax has learned through intelligence community sources that it was an elite IT unit of the Defense Department that hosted the email domain for the Robert Peters address. The agency's stated missions, however, call into question whether its involvement in the provision of a hidden email account for the vice president for such purposes was appropriate, given that the office of the vice president is not in the chain of command and possesses no statutory authority or duties relating to the armed forces beyond the nomination of candidates for the service academies. The Defense Information Systems Agency, or DISA, describes itself as a combat support agency, quote, conducting operations to enable lethality across all warfighting domains, defending the DOD network from cybersecurity threats, attacking our nation's warfighters. Do you see why they hit it there? Everybody's going through these machinations about why was it in DISA? The defense, intelligence, strategic, whatever thing, why was it in Because no one thought they would find it there. That's why, don't, don't get overly complicated about it. You act like Biden's smart. He needed a secret web address within the government domain 
to conduct business that he thought no one would look, so he set up a fake email in an agency he thought no one would find. So how did they find it? Because his idiot son dropped his freaking laptop off and left it there with all these emails on there. That's how. They would have never found it otherwise. That's how they found the Robert Peters thing. And then the FOIA produced this. Folks, this thing has just started. Oh, by the way, what, did you catch it, guys, in that thing? What were the emails through the DISA PCI address to Robert Peters? What were they about? Oh, Ukraine. We have just scratched the surface, man. How do I know that? Elizabeth Stauffer at the Washington Examiner. Apparently, Joe Biden is obsessed with and irritated by media coverage surrounding his son. No one even wants to mention it around. Look, the article's in the newsletter today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. He is freaking out over this. Why? Because he thinks he's in no trouble? Why would he be freaking out if he's not in trouble? He absolutely knows he's effed on this. He knows it, and he knows he damn well better get impeached. They said he's even more rattled because House investigators have begun to reveal evidence of his own complicity in his family's overseas business dealings. That's, you see now why I get pissed off when I read these chat rooms and people are like, nothing's going to happen, everybody stop. Listen, I get it. The Republican Party generally sucks. I mean, one of the rules of the show is most Republicans are really Democrats in D.C., but no Democrats are really Republicans. But this is happening. Biden is clearly annoyed and irritated because he knows this stuff is surfacing every day. You'd rather not see it? I'm not talking to you in the audience. You all are great. I'm just saying, like, you go read chat rooms and you get these negative Nancys, you know, because everything is sucked in the past. They don't want to do anything in the future. That doesn't make any sense. This guy's hurting right now. He's in real trouble. He better be rattled. I mean, these emails are going to get, I'm telling you, surface, it is just scratch. You have no idea how bad this is going to get for Biden. He ain't going to be the nominee, folks. He ain't going to be the nominee. That explains, by the way, the COVID hysteria. I discussed this yesterday. The COVID hysteria is absolutely 100% a distraction right now. That was a clip from the Dan Bongino Show. You can watch the full show. We recommend you do on Rumble. Go to rumble.com slash Bongino, please, and subscribe for free. We appreciate it. All right. So did you make it back? If not, that's fine. I'll play another clip. Hello? All right, so I'll go ahead and play another clip while we're waiting for Leslie from Tennessee to rejoin us here. I'm back. I'm back. Oh, are you? Okay. Sorry about that. My poor dog, they've been sick. So mama had to take care of them. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm she, not she, upset. She, I understand. She, she feels like she's in trouble because she threw up on my comforter and she was going to throw up on my sheets. And I was like, oh, no, we're in the middle of talking. I was like, great. <laughs> no, if Pets you need to the best. I understand. I can, I can wait. Oh, we're good. I'm done now. But my oh, whole okay. point was that just like, pets are the best thing on the face of earth, you know, really. Well, we got a bunch of them. Really? How many do you have? Six cats and two dogs. Oh, wow. We used to have, me and uh, Dodger and Daisy, we used to have a cat. And then she was 18 and a half, and I had to put her down. But I had her for, she was a Siamese. And her name is Chloe. Uh, I loved her. But so my allergies are, my allergies are just way too bad to have cats anymore. 
So I have to. We have a good size house, so everybody has plenty of room. It's not like everybody's on top of each other or anything. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) She's sitting here looking at you right now, like, who's that? (laughs) Mm. But anyway, animals are just the best, you know. So one thing we didn't get into really was the. Trump versus Tucker Carlson yesterday, which uh, is going to be one of the most watched videos in the history of the Internet. I haven't watched all of it yet. I started to watch all of it, but I really haven't had time to finish it up. But it's definitely, I want to finish up watching that, though. So I have one clip. It's 11 minutes long. Uh, Tucker and Trump with the liberal hive mind. Hey guys, welcome to the Liberal Hive Mind, a channel solely focused on exposing the abundant hypocrisy of the left. Alright, so I finished watching the Fox News Republican debate, and then of course it was time to delve into the Donald Trump ex-Tucker arc that seems to be shattering the internet. Now unfortunately, since a recent change at Twitter, or X, we no longer have access to actual video views, but rather just impressions. So I guess for the most part, it's going to be a guesstimate in terms of how many legitimate views the video has garnered. But in terms of impressions, as I'm recording this video, it's about to break 200 million. So I think very much worthy of the description, breaking the internet. It's a new media age. I want to give you guys my overall opinion on Tucker Carlson's debate night with Donald J. Trump. We got some stuff to get into, so let's roll the tape. All right, folks, so let's first start off with the strategy here. You know, if you listen to the Democrats and if you listen to the Never Trump neocons, they'll tell you that Donald Trump's a coward for skipping the debate. But I do not agree with that idea whatsoever. A couple days ago when the news actually dropped that Tucker was going to be dropping a Trump interview during the same time slot as the 2024 GOP primary debates, I made a prediction as to how this whole thing was most likely going to play. And look, I think my prediction was correct. I think Trump ended up on top. I think it was the right thing to do for a couple different reasons. Firstly, there's no real talent out there. You know, Vivek's a great talent, but I think he's more of a novelty. Everyone else on that stage, there's nothing really going on there. There's nothing to really contend with Donald Trump. It's just a bunch of classic cringe politicians. There's nothing new, nothing interesting. And I think Trump obviously knows that. If he pulls himself out of the picture and just lets the world see what there is on offer from the establishment GOP, they're going to tank themselves. Nobody's going to skyrocket. I mean, what's probably going to happen is that Ron DeSantis is going to go down a little bit on his performance. Nikki Haley might go up a little bit because she came out swinging harder. Vivek's most likely going to pass Ron DeSantis in the polling now. And so there'll be a little bit of shuffling, I think, behind Donald Trump. But for the most part, it's relatively unchanged. And then, of course, secondly, Donald Trump doesn't have to subject himself to the awful moderation practices or ridiculous attacks from clowns like Chris Christie. He doesn't have to deal with a clearly biased onslaught. Not only from the candidates, but from the network itself hosting the debate. Trump alluded to this in the Tucker interview. Why aren't you at the Fox News debate tonight in Milwaukee? Well, you know, a lot of people have been asking me that. And many people said you shouldn't do them. But you see the polls have come out and I'm leading by 50 and 60 points. And, you know, some of them are at one and zero and uh, two. And I'm saying, do I sit there for an hour or two hours, whatever it's going to be, and uh, get harassed by people that shouldn't even be running for president. Should I be doing that? Uh, And a network that isn't particularly friendly to me, frankly. You know, they 
<laughs> they were backing Ron DeSanctimonious like crazy, and now they've given up on him. I mean, he's, it's a lost cause. It reminded me very much of 2016. You know, in 2016, I went through the same stuff and had to fight them all the way, and then they became very friendly after I won, or just about when I was winning. But I just felt it would be uh, more appropriate not to do the debate. I don't think it's uh, right to do it. Uh, if you're leading by 50, 60, I have one problem leading by 70 points, and I'm saying, why am I doing it? And I'm going to have eight people, ten people, whoever made the debate. I don't know how many it is, but I'm going to have all these people screaming at me, shouting questions at me, all of which I love answering, I love doing, but it doesn't make sense to do them. So uh, I've taken a pass. And I think he was right. In fact, Trump's own family was banned from the night itself. Right now, trying to ban people from actually having discourse about politics. Uh, how un probably, probably shouldn't surprise any of us. Uh, but that's what it is. I've been told by others that I would be able to go in. So they said we w were able to go in, and they said they were, and now that we're here, and the candidate that said you can't go in the spin room. They're telling me right now, Fox won't let me into the spin room. That's what the American people should know. They're telling him he works for security here, but they're telling him that I'm not allowed to go in there because the candidates that they've been boosting while simultaneously trying to cut down Trump for the last what two years didn't perform as they had hoped. So they can have someone who can maybe be a representative of my father. Just like a few weeks ago when I was canceled after the first indictment, I was scheduled to go on. And about five minutes before I'm on, I found out I'm no longer on because apparently I wouldn't be a great surrogate to talk about my father's indictment. Just so we understand what we're dealing with here. So it shouldn't surprise any of us. And it's also why Trump was 100% right to not go to this debate. Exactly. I don't think there was anything lost here. I think probably more was gained. It's hard to say exactly how it's going to play out until we see some of the polls or some of the post-debate polls. Just making my prediction, I think Trump remains on top, and I think Trump comes out on top even stronger than pre-debate. Not only because the rest of the field looked like a bunch of clowns, but because the Tucker-Trump interview really humanized Trump. I think that was also an angle that he took. For the most part, he stayed calm, remained rational. You know that infamous clip of Donald Trump claiming I could be presidential if I want to? I think that might have been the angle. A lot of people were probably hoping for Trump to come out swinging, being the bombastic Trump that people know and love, or at least people love or hate, but instead he came out quite poised. You know, he stuck to policy, he stuck to the successes of his previous administration. I think he was quite fair, even appearing somewhat vulnerable at points and being honest, like this moment right over here. I have never seen spirit like there is right now. Even coming down here, just at the people on the road that are just absolutely going crazy. And the reason is, yeah, I think they like me, and I, I know they love my policies. I hope they like me, too. You know, a lot of people say they don't like me, but they like my I think they like me. But I have never seen spirit like it is right now. And many times attempting to appeal to the other side as well. You have great people in the Democrat Party. You have great people that are Democrats. Most yeah. of the people in our country are fantastic, and I'm representing everybody. I'm not just Republicans or conservatives. Right. I represent everybody. I'm the president of everybody. You know, he came with a different kind of energy. Obviously, I think it was a strategic move. I think he's testing the waters like he always does. Just like he does when he does his crowd work. He tries to figure out what slogans work, what jokes catch and what don't. He does his rallies constantly taking the temperature in the room and figures out where he needs to be to meet whatever crowd is in front of him. I think that's exactly what he was doing. I think this was a calculated tactic to come off different and hopefully be more appealing to maybe independents or people who might have been on the fence. People who view Trump as this crazy extremist, you know, nut job who can't control himself or his emotions. I think he was trying to appeal to those people. And an interview like this obviously humanized him. If he was to take to that debate, 
debate stage, he'd have 30 seconds to try to get it all in, to refute claims and attacks being made against him. Then that stupid bell would start ringing. He wouldn't have time to do it. The moderators would go to somebody else. And the whole you know, process would obviously be frustrating because the whole mainstream media debate format is antiquated. It's a relic of the past. It's trash. It's obviously a whole spectacle for TV ratings. You don't really get to know most of these candidates. Having Trump sit down with Tucker for nearly an hour and just seeing him unfiltered, him speaking, him as a human being rather than a politician, and most importantly, him not just regurgitating prepackaged talking points like the rest of those neocon losers on the stage, but rather him speaking in a conversation, just giving his thoughts, his experiences, and his perspective, it's simply a breath of fresh air, and I think it helps you get an idea of who the man is. A whole lot better, a whole lot cleaner. I personally thought that it was a breath of fresh air. Maybe a little bit boring at times, to be completely honest. But I think it might have been a wise tactical decision. You know, Joe Biden does these interviews and they're full of gaffes. He's constantly lying, and I think the contrast couldn't be more clear. So that's pretty much my overall view. I think the most important thing here is to wait for polling results. I want to see how this Fox News debate slash Tucker-Donald Trump interview situation plays. I've essentially made my prediction as to what I think is most likely. I think Trump is likely to gain here. He's likely to gain possibly with independence. For the most part, I don't think there's anything crazy or viral to cover, other than the fact that the Twitter posts got over 200 million impressions as of this recording. 200 million. Maybe the one viral moment that people seem to be posting is the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing. Do you, do you think Epstein himself sincerely? I don't know. I, I will say that, you know, he was a fixture in Palm Beach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Barr said about it either. I have no idea what he said. What did he say? Probably. He said he and that they were going to do this investigation. They never did the investigation. It's never been yeah. public. Well, and they hit it. And like, why are they doing that? He and clearly Barr knew but why would Bill Barr be covering up the death of Jeffrey Epstein? Barr became so petrified, so frightened of being impeached. They were going to impeach him. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah. It's not a big moment in history. But they said, we're going to impeach. You know, they play a much rougher game than the left, the lunatics. And they were going to impeach Bill Barr. And he was petrified. Now, how do you not get impeached? Don't do any of this stuff. But he didn't do the job there. Uh, I don't know what he did with Epstein, but possibly he do didn't. Do you think do it's that. possible that Epstein was? Oh, sure, it's possible. I, I mean, I don't really believe. I think he probably uh, committed. He had a life with you know beautiful homes and beautiful everything, and he uh, all of a sudden he's incarcerated and not doing very well. I would say that he did, but there are those people. There are many people. I think you're one of them, right? But a lot of people think that he. Uh, he was he knew a lot on a lot of people he was people are angry posting this clip claiming that donald trump believes that epstein you know ended himself but i don't know for the most part it seemed like he wasn't really well versed on the topic he played both angles and didn't want to jump to conclusions really not that big of a deal if that's the biggest concern or the biggest criticism i don't think the trump team is too worried although of course i mean personally it would have been nice to hear donald trump say no he definitely didn't end himself because i mean that's what i believe but it is what it is maybe he's going to research the topic now and come with a different perspective next time you know people are malleable people change that's the beautiful thing especially of these non-career politicians is that they're open to ideas and they change their opinions about things so we'll have to see where that goes for the most part quite tactical quite poised most importantly headed into 2024 considering joe biden's the opponent quite coherent which is a breath of fresh air, I think Trump did a good job. And I think the Fox News GOP debate, in terms of ratings, impressions, and I guess 
influence over where this election is going probably got absolutely dwarfed by the Trump interview. That's pretty much where I'm at. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to leave a like and possibly subscribe. You know we'd love to have you here. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next one. Okay, so I hope that was okay. Yeah, that was fine. I, I watched, like I said, I watched the first part of it, most of that I had seen, and then I intend on watching the rest of it. I've just not had the opportunity to, you know, to do that yet, but I definitely plan on watching the whole thing. I, I, in my honest opinion, I think that he did the right thing. I think that it was a smart thing not to go. I, those, like you said, the Warhawks on the stage, um, I believe that none of, the, none of them, not a one, have any comparison to him. And uh, I think See, that no if he would have no no kept feeding Chris Christie so that he can get a zinger in on Trump, so that's what they would hope yeah. for. Yeah, it, it would have been a constant smash battle. I mean, and that's all Chris Christie would have done. I mean, it would have been a constant. It would just been a disaster. It was. It was best that uh, I thought it was funny when when the moderator said the elephant not in the room. That was pretty funny. Of course, he was talking about Trump, but yeah, yeah, because they asked about that. Um, so that that was pretty great, though. And another thing that I thought was quite amusing when I was watching the debate actually was whenever they would say anything negative against Trump, they actually, the people in the audience would boo them. Great too. I don't know. It was, it was amusing. It was amusing at times, but it was quite, it was a flat debate. There was nobody that really stood out to me. And like you said, you know, Nikki Haley was all about, especially war pounding. And I mean, I get that she's got, you know, foreign policy experience, especially since she was in Trump's cabinet. But on that same token, nobody wants this proxy war. I, I think for overall, for most people, you know, I've talked to, I mean, it, it can only lead us at this point to World War Three. Yes, and, and you got seven fools up there that think World War Three is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's all fun and games until China and other countries get involved and are against the United States. And then right now, I feel like that our military, that we're not, I mean, we're not ready. We're not prepared. They have weakened between the Obama administration. You know, I know Trump had turned things around, but then you have Biden that came back in and weakened our military. Hey, uh, we have a caller. Pianchi wants to join us. Okay. Pianchi from Baton Rouge. Welcome in, sir. How you doing, Proof? Uh, and welcome your back. Tennessee. Uh, well, this is hey, our new Thursday night her. co-host, uh, Leslie. Hey, okay, Leslie. Well, my daughter's name Leslie. <clears throat> well, I'm going to ask you later on about uh, those two state reps that they reelected after one was on video uh, committing a crime by attacking motorists in an illegal traffic stop. But how is it that uh, I see where the mother of the chef for the Obamas 
is asking how did her son die? They want to be investigated. Now, this is a black mother. Now, why come you don't have marches and press conferences on this man's death like it would be if it was a white police officer killing a black man? So uh, I I think I saw this right uh, on on some news outfit today. I didn't save the video. But allegedly they found the the body separated from his clothes. So... They took his clothes off, I guess, and and maybe they threw his clothes in the water to hide the DNA. I I don't have a clue. But he was found naked. And he also had bruises and marks on his body, a broken finger. I mean, what do you do to break your finger and endure that pain? You talking about Barry Sotaro having having those broken fingers? (laughs) No, it was the chef. Oh, well, the, uh, Look, remember, Barry that, was wearing a bandage, too. I'm saying the man was having relationship with Michelle Obama. That's what's going on there. Because Brock is no man for Michelle. I'm telling you. I mean, just look at that woman. Brock is a pimp squeak. But this chef <laughs> was buff, built, and so on and so on. And he was probably serving her breakfast in bed. Then things began to happen. Probably wasn't the first time. That's where I am on that. You don't think that Barry and and the chef had a thing? Well, I don't think the chef would go that way. I think that his tendency would go for the female. And well, if he had served her breakfast, but if he's going after the female, I think Big Mike is more masculine than Barry. Well, that's that's yet to be proved. But if he had served her a tray and she was done eating and she was doing her nails, and if he came to get the tray, she moved her hand and spilled the orange juice in her lap, she would have asked him, "Could you help me because my nails are wet to get this up?" Oh wow! And whatever she had on. What if she had on, open up, she's naked underneath. So you think a young man is not going to uh, go for that? I would. Provided they're female parts. I don't know. Well, we Every, ever since I saw, ever since I saw that pronoun sloshing on the, on the Ellen show, I, I can't go, I can't a hundred percent say for sure. Well, you got to. If you're assume, right, I understand. Yeah, you got to assume that he's he's right. But Leslie, what I want to know, you had two black representatives, one from the Philippines, and the other, I guess, he's a, a black American. But the one from the Philippines, I don't, I think his name is Jones. How in the heck did he get elected? And he's on film committing a crime, a felony, attacking motorists that didn't want to be stopped at an illegal traffic stop. That was supposed to be for some issue. I don't know if it was guns or George Floyd. But what's wrong with the people in Tennessee? He is actually from Oakland, California. And he actually went to Fisk in uh, Vanderbilt University, which is not too far down the road from me. So I don't know really how you got that he was from a different country. 
And as far as like, you know, well, I, I think I'm go ahead. He may be from Oakland, California, and he was schooled by another Schiller, and I don't remember what her last name, another activist, long standing activist. He was schooled mm-hmm. in his thought, but he's from the Philippines. And you do the research on his lineage. Well, look at his hair. That's not no normal African American hair. Let's be I mean, let's be realistic with it. It's not. But regardless, if he was coming out of Oakland, where the Oakland Black Panthers and all that was back during that time, the founder mm-hmm. of Coanza uh, and his criminality, well, we can imagine how he got schooled. But the Absolutely. video is live and plain as day of him committing a crime, attacking somebody as they was in traffic. Are you talking about – okay, so – the one I know of is he's jumping up and down on a police car. Is that what you're talking about? No, he was – apparently you had – they had a traffic stop going through Tennessee, I guess coming out of Memphis after you crossed the bridge. Mm-hmm. And it was either going from the bridge or toward the bridge, toward Mississippi, I guess. And it's mm-hmm. on video of him attacking a motorist with a traffic cone. I've not seen that video. I'll definitely have to look that up, though. Yeah, you should. And if you look at the people that uh, was around him, that one lady, and I can't think of her name, she goes back. She was up on stage at the uh, March on Washington with Martin Luther King. She's another activist, probably a Marxist, mm-hmm. and I can't think of her name, real short-haired white woman. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are left over. Then you got your other state rep of the three of them, Gloria, who's a former school teacher. Uh, she's just using them for photo ops and everything, vote Gloria. So what I'm saying is this. What they've done is they used the tragedy at the school with that trans transvestite uh, shooter. We have yet to see the manifesto, I'm anxious to see what that's all about. But they're just using those kids because the kids have been miseducated. They're using the yeah, kids you, for an anti-gun movement. Yeah, but you do understand, though, that there's parents that are now involved of those children that do not that do not that have chosen not to have that released. I don't know really the answer to that, but they have actually been on TV here in the Nashville area, and spoke against having that, I guess, quote, manifesto. I don't really call it a manifesto. I just call it mad rantings. And here, here at the end of the day, okay, I, and whoever's affiliated with what, those three people were ejected because of what they did, and that was they caused a chaotic moment or moments out on the floor, and so, but they wanted it to be that way, the way it went down, because here's the thing, they wanted to be martyrs, because martyrs get the attention, you understand where I'm going with this, and so they told the two of them, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, actually told one of the other representatives that was going to not vote them out, to vote them out, so they could go down as martyrs and have to go through the re-election process. And then that's how Kamala Harris 
got to to Tennessee. So it it was all for that was all for attention. Do you understand what I'm saying? And there was all a plan, and I'm like you. I mean, everything leads back to somewhere, and I have no doubt in my mind that what you're saying, of course, is the truth. If you trace back, you know, that is kind of an interesting her- a lineage to, to be from. But at the end of the day, you've got to look at they had to get to this point because they've got to have their attention. They've got to be martyrs. So they had to figure out some way because they weren't getting enough attention. Do you, you know what I mean? Because right now – I hear what you I hear what it, you're saying, it, it, but it, it don't make no logic. The legislature, well, got a, the legislature got the ability to make the rules on the ethical behavior of its members, and they act beyond that. They need to have been kicked out like they were. And see, what's happened is that they used the color of these two guys' skin in order to spur it up the way it was. And that's, that's you should have held your ground. And that People also are afraid. Goes to, you don't understand that though. People are afraid because because they hear because it's they miseducated. Leslie, go ahead. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, you know you're fine. But at the end of the day, I believe adamantly, adamantly in my heart that that the people here in Tennessee are not prejudiced people. Of course, you have that everywhere, right? You cannot kill that. If somebody's going to be that way, there's nothing that can change them but God at the end of the day. But overall, at the end of the day, if they don't remain relevant, and that is to be martyrs for the color of their skin and to to get higher attention for the Biden administration, they've got to remain relevant somehow. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, but I don't know why come they will be martyrs. In Tennessee, being the home they, of who's David Crockett and also was it the Jackson Proof, or President Jackson, was well, a long shot from being like that back there in those days in the 18, 1846, 1845, and what it is today. It is. Everything has changed, and, and that's my whole point. You're you're falling down the road, and I'm falling because things have changed today. Because it's a different time that we live in. Because, like I said, people. People have progressed. I would hope people have progressed. In my heart of hearts, I believe people have progressed. And But, again, they wanted to – he said specifically – this was on another talk radio show here I was listening to in Nashville. And the representative talked to the radio show host and said that Jones had told him that they wanted to be kicked off because – they had to be. They wanted it for attention. Because if they don't remain relative, there's nothing. They have no ground. Because in the end well, of the day. They've been used, they've been used by the anti-gun legislation. Uh, and they're talking about the Tennessee uh, state legislature coming up with gun reform, which is nothing more than violation of the Second Amendment. It's not going to happen. I mean, and they are. Happen. Why would you do that? You're right. That you're right. You're with me. You're still falling down the road with me. You may not think you are, but you really are. You really now, are falling the down thing. the road with me. One of the problems that's in this is that go back to what I talk about all the time. 
who's educating the kids in Tennessee, especially the white kids? Because Tennessee is more white than it is black. So who's educating the kids in Tennessee? Because they don't know the history. They're not being educated in the foundation of the United States in those precarious documents and your heroes that came out of that state. Hell, we wouldn't be where we are today with the freedoms and liberty if it wasn't for them. But it's not just Tennessee. It's all over the country. So so tell me in general. It was just like today, okay? This is just an example, right? And I'm, I'm with you, like who really is, you know, educating our children. But my question to you is, and they were talking about this on TV today. I was watching, you know, who is the U.S. Department of Education? What do they do? They've obviously been doing nothing for our children in this country now that are so far behind in reading, spelling, you know, reading, and and people they're not teaching cursive anymore. That, that's a good question. Who are who is who are really teaching these children? And also, it also depends. Oh, which part of the state did you go to? Because you know as well as I do, money is everything, depending on where you go to. So, you know, you're going to get a better education in certain parts of the state as opposed to other parts. It just all well, depends on where you go to school. Come. They haven't revealed the manifesto. Any other case uh, where you have individuals doing what that female done, the manifesto will be released to know what's in their mind. That way citizens can probably observe those same sort of tendencies in people in the future. You might have heard me before on this whole manifesto thing. I don't believe in in any manifestos because no young person is going to sit there and write multiple pages about what they want to do and why they're doing it. I don't even want to write like that. So uh, just to expect an 18-year-old or something to write 20 pages up about what they want to do and why they're doing it, it it's not happening. It, it, it's pre-written out for them, and they just uh, – whoever's their handler wrote it. I can understand well, what you're saying, but if they say to everyone, where's the proof? That's all I – funny thing we use the uh, word no, proof. It, it, well, it's like having proof that Amazon didn't deliver you a package. Because, you know, here's here's the thing. So Covenant School is basically about 35 minutes from me. That's with traffic. And, I mean, I've, I've passed that place, like, many times, really not thought about it, not paid attention to it. And at the end of the day, you know, there's been lawsuits by several organizations here in Tennessee. I feel like eventually what they have will be released. And, and the funny thing about it is, is the day – that happened, I actually went on to the shooter's uh, LinkedIn and started taking pictures. And that was before the FBI started taking, you know, started taking everything down. Mm -hmm. And she had, you know, said to a friend of hers, I forgot the way she worded it, talking about, you know, about what was about to happen, not exactly in so many words, things were about to change. Um, I, I would like to go back and find the pictures. You know, I, I'm I'm like you. I don't know why they would keep it because hidden because a lot of that was public knowledge before the FBI took it down. They decided to take it down before the public started getting onto Facebook 
LinkedIn because it actually showed pictures of her before and after, you know, of her being, you know, transitioning from a female to a male. And I I don't know what the answer is to this. I don't know why the parents would want to to keep anything away from the public. I understand that was their children, but also at the same time, I, I do believe that the public needs answers. And I'm definitely pro Second Amendment. I mean, my whole family has been in the military. I mean, we're talking about my dad was in the Marines. I, I mean, great grandparents, Battle of the Bulge, Iwo Jima, Korea. I mean, I'm a staunch advocate for the Second Amendment. <laughs> I had a guy that was liberal or whatever you want to call him, asked me if I was in the NRA's back pocket. I'm not a member of the NRA. I could care less about the NRA. But I do care about the rights that, you know, that everybody in this country, our parents, grandparents, or, you know, people currently serving, you know, that have lived, fought, died for this country. And I believe that whatever should be released It should be public because, first of all, Audrey was an adult. She was not a minor. And she decided to go take the lives of these children. And you're talking about using public resources to stop her whenever these police officers made the decision to go in and risk their lives to to stop her. The public deserves answers from this. And I don't understand why the parents of these children would not want this to be released, and and they are. And I've actually got on some of the sites for some of the gun, the uh, anti-gun advocates, and pretty much, of course, they go off on me. But at the end of the day, this is what I tell them. You can sit there and go off on me all you want to, but you're not helping your case. And we need to know why. And you can't just say, let's give up our guns, because we're not going to ever do that. Not not most people I know anyway. And I think at the end of the day, they're afraid to release those the information that Audrey put out there because it's not going to help their case of of these anti-gun advocates. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I do hear what you're saying. But it just becomes me how this went down the way it did. Then they turn around and elect the guys back for uh, election again. But it was going to happen. Pardon me? But it was going to happen because of the districts that they were in. Well, I figured that was the reason. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate because, again, it it, it goes to show you the mentality of the people in the district that they're in. If they didn't see this one guy committing a crime on the roadway, attacking motorists, and then they say that they want to vote for him, there's something wrong with these people. So there's there's very something interesting 
and, and I don't know if you could ever find it again, but if you look at Justin Pearson, he actually is, of course, he's a representative of Memphis. And he looks so different now than whenever he was attending college. I saw a video of him whenever he was in college. He was running for, I think it was student president. I mean, he was clean cut. His, you know, he was talking about it had black people, white people in this video. And he was talking about representing everybody. Now, like whenever you see him up in 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 the state house here in Nashville, it's almost like we're going to church. I mean, it's it's nothing to do with equality. Nothing. It it is nothing to do with that boy that I saw that I felt like had a lot of promise in politics. I mean, he's totally changed. They have changed him. He is part of the machine now. He looks completely different. There's a picture of him that I have pulled up right now. And if you, it is like two different people of the video that I saw of when he was in school and that he was trying to start, first trying to get in, you know, to politics. And then in the video now, it's like he got in to that side of it and he realized that he had to be something more to get ahead. And so well, he's up there preaching. If he comes from Oakland, I can just about tell you who groomed him. And I tell you, this one lady named is Sheila. I can't think of her. It might be Jackson, but I can't think of her last name. And she goes Sheila way Jackson, back. But if if he represents Memphis, look at the crime that's going on in Memphis. It's totally out of control. So, so why come that's actually, not his concern? So Pearson actually, he was... Hold on, he's not he's not from California. He is actually from he was from Memphis. The other Justin is the one that's from California. And he's the one that's got the straight hair. Not the afro. So, so Justin Pearson is the one that has the afro now. That was the one I was talking about that was in college, that was clean cut, that was running for uh, I guess it was president of his student body that sounded very well-spoken, very well-educated, sounded like, you know, he was, you know, wanting to help everybody, okay? And then now we're talking about, that's Justin Pearson. So Justin Jones so is, Jones I think, the one, is the one that came from, from California. Oakland. Absolutely. Oh, okay, yes. well, he's the one that's been groomed by those remnants of factions out there in Oakland. And he's from let's, let's, the Philippines. They both have been groomed. I'm telling you, if you can see that video from the from the time that he was in college till now, you're like, wow, totally different boy. Totally different. So they both had to been groomed. You can't tell me that just one of them. I think they've both been groomed. Again, they've sold their they've sold out. Well, why come Justin Jones wasn't prosecuted for trying to attack those motors? It's right clear today he picked up a traffic cone, and, sh- and threw it, hurled it into the driver's side of that little pickup truck. He could have killed that guy. Well, you tell me. Why do you think? Well, you have to look at who's the prosecutor where that's happened. That's in Shelby County. You know what's going on. And, you know, you look at something else. Shelby County, 
which includes Memphis, has a a representative by the name of Steve Cohen, and he's white, and he's over a black district, practically, and the Congressional Black Caucus won't allow him to be a member, and his constituents are black. Now, if that's not racism, then what is it? Yeah, but I've always been told that if you're black, you can't be a racist. Hmm. Well, somebody told you that they're racist also. I've I've had people tell me that. I've had black people tell me that if you're black, you cannot be a racist. Well, you was listening to some fools. Well, that's just, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. I mean, because there's a picture, and it had a black gentleman, and it had a white lady, and it had a baby. And the black gentleman was, you know, playing with the baby, and the mom had her head turned, and it had the comment, racism is taught. I agree with that. I don't lie for anybody, no matter what color you are, not to like me. Of course, you cannot make everybody like you in this world. It, it, it's unfortunate Leslie, let me, that. Let me tell you something, Leslie. That is a that is a tool that they use to paralyze whites. Stop you dead in your track when they call you a racist. That's what they use. And you fall for it. But I know, I know racism has racism has, and I talk about you directly. But when you see people down on their knees, uh, kissing the shoes of black, saying, "Oh, I'm sorry," and all that yeah. crazy, there's something wrong with these folks' minds. Now, now, I I would never ask a white person right now in 2023 to pop to say sorry to me. I was telling tell I'm sorry. For the institution of slavery that happened hundreds of years before either one of us was born. I do appreciate when people acknowledge history, but when you say anybody that says anything erroneous, erroneous in 2023, you got to call white, black, whatever, you got to call them out to what they are. And that was a 25 year old black engineering student. Well, he says he's 26. So that's the problem. <laughs> the people that's, uh, that know better, they don't ever get the microphones in their face. So when you have a black person call you a racist, you call them a racist back. Racism is not about skin color. It's about the act. That act can be carried about by anyone at all. If you want people to not... To, to know that you're not a racist when they say that you're racist, all you all you gotta say is, "Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way," and I don't think that I am. I'm sorry you feel that way, and this is go about to be. Yeah, well, they, they believe that's the great equalizer. Just just like if somebody's gay, and they're arguing with you, that at the end, if they're losing, they could say, "Well, you just don't like gay people," and they feel like that you just won. They just won the argument because they're gay and you're not. People have well, that one option for some reason. The the thing is, is and also the the other systemic racist uh, institution is the news media because they don't 
report the news equally. Not at all. Uh, when, like you had this one white female that was beat up on the parking lot and drugged just for her mm-hmm. purse, well, you see nothing in the news, about, especially the main news, nothing whatsoever. And it should be. Well, it, it's unfortunate that more people like you, and was that your son that was talking earlier? That was my grandson. Your grandson? Uh, you should be very proud of him. And it, 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 I mean, you should, it's just unfortunate that more people like you and him and me are not heard. You know, I feel like that our voices are, you know, drowned out by all the negativity. And, uh, you know, I feel like that they really try to divide us because, you know, that's the only way that they can conquer us and make us do what they want us to do. And I believe in the same well, time that in, in, inherently that people are overcoming our past. Um, you know, I'm I'm originally from Alabama. You know, I've, I've, I worked in Birmingham for a long time. You know, Birmingham didn't have the best reputation for a long time. But, you know, I believe things could, you know, change. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I've even posted stuff from Martin Luther King before and – you know, gotten slack for that. And I'm like, really? It's like you just cannot win for losing, you know? Um, I just, I, and at times you just don't even say anything. Um, well, I tell I, you I what believe... about Alabama. I have to take my hat off to the governor not for not falling prey to creating a separate black district, voting district there in, uh, I guess it was in Birmingham. But uh, that there is nothing more than racism coming down from the courts, uh, promoting segregation. It don't make any sense. You got to put your foot down and say, hell no, we're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the governor of Alabama. They call her Memo <laughs> because, you know, Kay Ivey is, you know, an older governor. But you know what? She's a good governor. She has fixed a lot of things in the state of Alabama. Um I don't think that any state is perfect. Hey, and let me ask you a question. Not trying to get off the subject, but you do. But you do live in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Well, yeah, Woo-hoo. he said he went to school here, so we moved. I, I, we re, we relocated from Missouri. We're from St. Louis. Well, I'm from St. Louis. He's originally from Alabama, and I was just we have family in Birmingham, and I was just saying, I keep on. So, um, roll tide roll, by the way. <laughs> the LSU, as a graduate of LSU, I will, I will say I can never say those words. But with my family ties to Alabama, I will admit that I do like Alabama. But LSU versus Alabama, I gotta go with LSU. I hear you. I hear you. But you know, it's about to be on, so you know. I can't wait for football season coming up. But also, too, well, yeah, trying the, to get back. You do know who. The most and, momentous, and yeah, the most momentous moment in my life is when Trump appeared at Alabama and the thunderous crowds. Also, he came to LSU, too, the thunderous crowd that he received when he was there. That's momentous. Yeah, I actually went to uh, whenever he came to Madison, Alabama, 
in 2016, uh, I had several friends. We actually went to the rally. Of course, you know, nobody ever thought he had a chance to win. And so he did. But I, I thought it was a great rally. Man, that place was packed out. The It was the high school there. And we had to walk a pretty good ways. But it was a great, you know, this was before uh, Jeff Sessions decided to crap out on us. And, uh, but it was Man, I just knew then, like when I heard him talk, and I didn't hear anything racist in what he was saying. You know, I mean, if he was really a racist, I wouldn't be a fan. I wouldn't be a fan. You know, um, I, I just—he was a really good president. And I was going to ask you too. So, since y'all live in Baton Rouge, do you know who uh, Robert Kennedy is? That's uh, the representative out there. Yeah, he's a good. Yeah, he's a good uh, politician. He's excellent. Well, he need more he like is him. so funny. He is so funny. I get so tickled at him. Some of the things that he says. Um, I'll see him uh, sometimes on TV, and, and so <laughs> some of the things that come out of his mouth. Um, we were kind of talking earlier about what is it called? C forty proof. Yes. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Have you ever heard of the C forty? I haven't. I haven't heard of so, it. I probably have, but didn't pay no attention. So I think this is kind of a thing that's kind of important. I, I'm just kind of wondering if it's not something that people in Louisiana should start paying attention to. Well, I have never heard of C40, but uh, if it's something that came out of his mouth, you just about can say it's, it's pretty good. Did you hear us talking about it earlier this evening? Yeah, I did. I I was uh, multitasking, but uh, I heard you mention it. I think you called him Joe Kennedy, but uh, that's okay. Oh, yeah, that uh, was me. Prince, yeah, Prince called him Joe Kennedy, but we were talking about the C40, uh, you know, the C40, and we were talking about I, I'm really kind of surprised that if – I personally think that he's an up and up politician. I think that he's great for the state of Louisiana. And I'm just kind of surprised, though, if this is kind of a big deal that he's really not brought this to the forefront of the state of Louisiana and the people that he represents. Because this is kind of a big deal whenever you start telling people, well, you can only wear three shirts and, you know, you start limiting, you know, food and things like that that people can have. Well, uh, uh, there's, you know, I, I'm a volunteer for a convention of states in Louisiana. I really enjoyed it. Uh, calling for Article 5 convention. But uh, some of these politicians are not true, and I think where we make a mistake when you're voting for them. See, I vote for, for candidates because of the platform and the issues, and that's one of the reasons I voted for Donald Trump, because of his platform. But when you ask a politician, a candidate, would he support your issues, and they will more likely say yes. But then you got to go further and ask them, well, would you support an override session in case the governor veto our proposal? And many of them won't say anything because they use that as a scapegoat. You know, in Louisiana, they got a 
Democratic governor. I don't know how the heck that was pulled off. But he vetoes every damn thing. And we was able to get enough people behind pushing their politicians to pass a bill and also override his veto when he uh, vetoed a bill that will prevent young people less than 18 from undergoing puberty blocking drugs and gender reassignment surgeries in the state of Louisiana. That was good, but there was some he vetoed, and I just, for the best of me, don't understand why they did. Hmm. Well, you know, they were doing that surgery here at Vanderbilt, and a lot of the people like Ben Shapiro and forgot the guy's name, a lot of, of those people got involved. And so Governor Bill Lee now has signed into law. So all that has changed here in Tennessee now. Well, that's, yeah, good actually, that, mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. The, the people came out in referendum, and they, and they pushed it, and the legis, legislator voted for it. You know, the states have more power. The, the federal government gets its power from the states, but states don't don't operate that way. For some reason, and people don't push their state legislature into that direction. If state legislature or anyone in official capacity don't do as the people wish, then they need to get rid of them. Amen. Preach on. Well, we our governor has done well so far. I would like to to see him make like you were talking about, and as far as a decision. They had a special session, I think it was yesterday, but it, it was a short session, and they didn't finish up. But, you know, they're really pushing for gun control here in the state of Tennessee. And luckily, luckily, we have some organizations here in Tennessee that are advocates, you know, for gun, gun owner rights. And I'm just kind of, I'm just, we're just lucky that we have what we have, I think the minority is, you know, Justin Pearson and the the minority is what you hear. You really haven't heard the majority here in Tennessee because, I mean, Tennessee is a sportsman's, uh, sports ladies, you know, mecca. There's hunting here, and you're not going to really hear anybody except for those those few loud people that are going to be for actually for gun control. I can tell you now that I, I won't be at all. Um, I, I've never really believed, you know, I grew up in a small town, and I believe that it's not a gun's fault. A gun doesn't get up and shoot somebody. And if somebody really intends on killing somebody, they can find other things other than guns. I mean, Oklahoma City is just one of those, you know, examples of what can happen if somebody really wants to make, you know, kill somebody. You know that as well as I do. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. But keep in mind, too, people that's talking about gun control and gun reform, you got to come to them with one more question. Well, what would that look like? And they don't say anything because they know that generally what they're talking about is unconstitutional. Well, what would it look like? They don't say nothing. And that's what happens when they exploit 
the devastation and the sadness with young people in high school. They use the buzz catch words, but they don't get into the details. And then the children don't understand the rights that they have and liberties by way of the Constitution, so they fall and become emotionalized with the buzzwords. Hey, I got one question for you. Yes. Would you be my grand? Would you be my grandfather? <laughs> I like you. Well, some people say I am unusual, but uh, no, I love this nation. I understand the history of it. I understand about the Tennessee sharpshooters, and I know old Hickory Jackson come out of Tennessee. So you got a long history. Hey, if it wasn't for you, the Mexican-American War might have went the other way from your volunteers. Now, remember, technically I am an Alabamian, so I've only been in Tennessee for four years. Well, nothing, nothing that these forces would like to do than to break down the strong dedication and patrioticness of the South. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to do it in Georgia, trying to do it with Stacey Abrams in Georgia. But people have to fight back. And one thing you have to do is regain the control of the information that's going into the skulls of your kids. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you a question. At the end of the day, what do you see happening? I mean, you don't. I mean, you don't have to be like dead on exact. What do you see happening fifteen months from now? We're having an election coming up. Well, I think they're gonna try another COVID thing, of course, because it worked for them. Good teams always refer to plays that gain them yards and touchdowns. But in the long run, if things don't change, I see there's gonna be a drawing of the line around states. And you're going to have this division, which I myself welcome because I'm not compromising. I'm not compromising. See, here's the thing. When you, this is like with Donald Trump. Donald Trump done the right thing by not going to a debate because he's up. So the, the worst thing that, that could come out of him attending a debate is him losing. Not pick, He may pick up, but he would more likely lose because all the odds were against him. The crowd would have been against it. Those that's hosting it, the commentators would have been against it. And yeah, then they all could, of them would have been attacking that, them. They could give Trump no questions up there and just let them beat him up if they wanted to. Absolutely. So did you yeah, watch the debate? I didn't. No, I'm talking, I'm talking I didn't. about... Did you no, watch I didn't the, watch. Uh, did you watch them talk to Trump the other night or last night or Tucker? No, I didn't watch that either. I, I heard about it. I knew how that was going to go, but the other debate knows no way. See, I'm going to tell you this: Fox News and Dominion, they was in cahoots with each other in order to get rid of Tucker Carlson. The oh, no, lost no the money, huh? I said no doubt that they were all in cahoots. Yeah, they split the money. They split that $750 million. It was $1.5 billion law, uh, suit. Uh, Fox had to show a, put up a fight because if not, the insurance company probably wouldn't have covered it. 
but uh, Fox News and Dominion were in cahoots with each other, and they wanted to get rid of the Carlson. I watched. I was an avid Tucker watcher. Yeah, I used a lot of his stuff on here. Yeah, I'm just. I was very devastated. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was very devastated that happened. So I was definitely an avid Tucker watcher. Oh, that's not my cat. That must be Pianki's. My uh, my cats aren't in the in the building or in not in the room. That's my uh, that was my grandson's cat. Uh, keeping up noise. You know, I tell oh, you I don't mind. Else too. Women women need to wear their weapons on their hips because that's at first it becomes more of a, the public gets acquainted with it, and another thing is sends a message. It sends a message. Especially white women. White women are being attacked left and right. Black women are too, but they don't show it like they uh, like they should, and they don't show it on the news. You need to wear that weapon on your hip, and also have a stack barrel derringer in your bra. Um, I actually do carry. Um, it, and it's funny that you say that because. Day before yesterday, I was, or Tuesday, I was leaving the pharmacy, and I was going to the pharmacy, and this homeless man walks out in front of me, and I and I stopped, and he like started walking backwards, and I always carry a gun with me, always, and uh, he starts to approach my car, and I told him in the strictest of voice, I said, "Do not approach my car." And he walked backwards. When I mean, when I mean, I mean, I mean it. Um, I'm always an advocate. I don't, I don't believe in open carry because I believe if you open carry, you're going to be the first one. And if a, a shooter sees your gun, they're going to take you out. But I do, I do believe in concealed all day long. So I, I totally agree with well, you on that one. I, I have, I, I have no doubt that you know that all, all women, everybody. Right now, with the crazy world that we live in, needs a weapon. Except unless you're not mentally capable or not trained, or you don't feel comfortable carrying one. Oh well, yeah, you should be trained. And by the way, open carry is constitutional. Yeah. Concealed carry is restriction. But the thing is, is this that uh, they're trying to stop it under any circumstances that they possibly can, and especially women. They need to carry. Even if you just have the holster on your hip, making a fashion statement, put it on and send the message. Well, it's not that I don't believe in open carry. I just don't believe it for myself. Do you understand what I'm saying? I understand. Whatever makes you comfortable. I, I always carry a weapon with me that. I mean, especially it's it's right there with me like all the time. And uh in fact my dad just gave, just gave me a, another nice weapon that I've got and I really appreciate that but but he gets it, he understands he was in the Marines too and, and he knows what's going on, so um I told him I said, If anything, that's true love whenever you give your daughter a gun, you know? <laughs> 
Well, I was never in the military. I was in the Boy Scouts, Explorer, and that's why I had my experience with weapons. When I used to go to high school, we used to have gun practice, uh, rifle practice after school. And I used to actually uh, have a .22 carbine, bolt action. I used to put it on my shoulder, and we used to ride the bus. Ride the public service bus with that rifle on our shoulder. Nobody said anything. But, you know, as times have went on, times have changed. And I think that's the proper way to do it. Which part of Alabama are you from? I'm from St. Louis. Okay. I gotcha. have, uh, yeah, I'm from St. Louis. Okay. I didn't know he said somebody was from Alabama. Yeah, I have sisters in uh, in Bessemer. Okay. In Brooklyn. Okay. I used to work fire EMS in Birmingham and Bessemer in that area. But, the, but you know, eventually, if the things that we're trying to do now is move to get President Trump reelected, the first election was stolen. There's all kind of evidence out there. And there's a move to have a constitutional convention to limit the overreach of the federal government, calling for term limits, and also uh, stop the reckless spending by making them adhere to a budget. And, you know, if things like that don't work, then the next obvious thing that's going to happen is people are going to draw lines. They're going to draw the lines. So let me ask you a question. And I know this is probably a stupid, this might be a stupid question. I'm just kind of curious. Has inflation hurt you personally? Well, heck yeah. When Trump was in office, gas was $1.65 a gallon. So why are there people that say, like, I'm kind of confused that things are better under Biden, if, if that's the case. And I know that, and you know that. Well, I, I one reason this is the news. For instance, uh, up in... In Illinois, Granite Hill, Illinois, which is across the Mississippi River from St. Louis, there's a steel plant, Granite City Steel. It had been closed, and U.S. Steel closed it because of the problem. But Trump, he imposed a tariff on imported steel, especially plate steel from Russia, and he also reduced the taxes on corporations and also uh, citizens too. President of U.S. Steel had a press conference. And he explicitly mentioned those two things, why they were reopening two units of that steel plant, Granite City. Well, when Biden got back in, guess what? Now they're closing, laying off over 1,000. And the businesses that was being supported by the workers there, well, they back at the point of having to close down. And the jobs. That's going to be lost. Look at the jobs that was lost when he closed down, when he stopped the pipeline. And you know, the funny thing that mentioned, I mentioned with blacks, they had a YouTube clip of a black worker who was 
had bought a who was working on the pipeline had bought a vehicle and also a house, and he's crying. He don't know what he's going to do now. Here's a grown man crying, and you don't hear anything from the usual suspects on that action. That's the thing that keys pees me off. You got these two and three tier justice systems, and then you got hush hush on certain stories that should be right out there in front. That there, I think, is a travesty. I think it's criminal. Yeah, but unfortunately, that pipeline, um, you know, the uh, you know the pipeline sued the Biden administration over that. Well, people don't understand that if the United States becomes second fiddle in the world, a lot's going to change, and you're not going to like it. Your 401's going to change. Everybody thinks dearly of, I guess. Of course, your standing in the world is going to change. Your food's going to change. Everything is going to change. It's not going to change for the best. And this it's whole hoax on climate change, this whole hoax on climate change is just that, a hoax. It's a big hoax I mean, for Go ahead. It's it's already happening. I mean, I know people that were getting special dividends on their retirement, and they're not getting that anymore. They want I mean, to put everybody it's, it's, into a bastion of a bastion of pitiness, and depends on the government. And that crap needs to stop. You got people talking about reparations and all that stuff. You got people going in the stores, just walking out with stuff and looting them, putting businesses out of business, creating the very, creating the conditions that cause the desert that people complain about, the food desert. You know what what gets me on that? I've seen in San Francisco where these people loot Walgreens, and then they go right across the street and set up shop outside on a on a little uh, six foot table. Yeah, selling the stuff they took out of Walgreens or any place yeah. else. I I passed yeah, by but... a park there in St. Louis on Grand and uh, I think it was Lee. They had a little pavilion with, uh, it's in North St. Louis. North St. Louis is black. Everybody on that pavilion had on the same color tennis shoes. I said, how ironic <laughs> is that? <laughs> I love this man. I love you. You're the best. I love it. So hell, the police, of course, police don't do nothing no more. And then the prosecutors tell the police, well, if they look like they need what it is they're shoplifting, let them go. Well, who in the heck going to operate on that? Then I hear blacks say, we need to have our own store. Yeah, right. How long would your stores last if about 20 or 25 people came in there and took everything off the shelf, loaded it up in trash bags, and walked out? And, and if you complain to corporate, you get fired. That's what gets me. There's somebody that, that uh, the manager, they were told to not do anything if somebody comes in and robs them. So a, a whole department store gets looted. This guy films it. 
and uh, and he shows the the video to corporate, and they fire him for taking the video. Yeah, you wonder what the hell's going on. Like they they want to be looted. Yeah. How in the world are you going? Well, to this, this, th- this guy takes a video of the store getting trashed, and you're going to fire the guy getting trashed and not do anything about losing $50,000 worth of stuff. Yeah, and, and look at these school board meetings where you have parents stand up before the board and recite what's in a book that's available for the kids in the library, and then they want to escort him out because of the nature of the material that he's reading out of the book that's available to the kids in the library. Yeah, so they they make porno now, for they, five-year-olds now. Yeah, they had a, the one book, they talking about masturbation for kids as early as kindergarten. Yes. Now, I hate to tell, I hate to say it like this, but I believe that some of these people are not from this world. They have aliens. Some of these people are as old as you and I, and they're going along with this. It's something wrong with these folks. It's something wrong with them. They cannot be humans. I call it Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, it's way more than that. But these people... That the, the Brandon's going to start sucking carbon dioxide out of the air to stop climate change. That dioxide creates oxygen. But they don't want to hear that. I remember, back in, I remember back in 2000, they had at it, uh, a university there in Massachusetts. I, can, I was on the tip of my tongue. And they had, uh, one Saturday, they had workshops. And they was busting kids in as young as 12 years old. The uh, workshop, the, the event was carried on by a company called Glensing, G-L-S-E-N, and Kevin Jennings was the person who was head of it. And uh, it was at one of those universities. I can't think of the name of it. But some of the topics on the agenda in the workshops were fisting, F-I-S-T-I-N-G, and also mm-hmm. the question, should I swallow or spit it out? Well, we know where that was going. And see, this guy, Kevin Jennings, when Obama became a president, he appointed him as head of their educational czar, C-Z-A-R, safe right. school czar. So he's crazy. It's just like this case with the chef. The chef was having some relationship with Michelle. That's the only logical thing that you can think of. Obama can't handle that woman. He's weak, smoke, so he don't have no second and third win. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he had an affair with Barry Satoro personally. So that's just me. So when the mother asks that she wants she wants to know, she wants some questions, why her son got killed. This black mother wants to know why her son got killed. Now, any other scenario, it would be news conferences, your Sharptons, your Jackson, he can't walk no more. 
these other lawyers that chase these uh, police events, they would be there and they would have a news conference and call in all sorts of things, white supremacy, so on and so on, if a a white police officer shot somebody black. But where is the light treatment with this chef being killed or coming up dead suspiciously? No, you don't get that because Barry Satoro was there. So it's a two-tier justice system. So, Leslie, you have to call it out for what it is. Don't hold back. We're beyond the two-minute warning. And these people have demonstrated that they go for the juggler vein. Absolutely. And I'm sorry. If it means that you got to erase some numbers in your Rolodex in your phone, erase them. You didn't need them people anyway. They're now showing you who they actually are. Mm -hmm. A lot of those people just kind of take themselves out. Well, I don't have nothing to do with them no more. You know, it's kind of it's it's kind of self-serving when you know somebody don't mean no good, and you're gonna uh, hold your breath to sit around them and talk to them. No, that's a waste of time, and it has proven to be dangerous. Leave them alone. Don't let your kids play with them. Why are you going to let your kids play with kids that come from households that have that type of logical uh, thinking and carrying on? Hell, they're going to contaminate your kids. And then when your kids get about 16 years old, they're going to come, Leslie, Mama, your daughter, I'm a man. Hmm. So those are things you got to do to protect yourself for the long term, not the short term, the long term. I totally agree with you, and I appreciate every word that you have said tonight. Oh, you saw that clip I was telling you about where they're, they, they, they want to suck the, ox, the, uh, the carbon out of the air. And if they really wanted to go green, why are they not planting more trees? Exactly. Even even in land owned by the Bureau of Land Management, if they really wanted to, they could plant all kinds of trees in those areas and reforest, and nobody would say anything bad about that. But no, they want to they want to chop down trees and bury them in the ground because carbon bad. That's not even human. What, what kind of human would think of stuff like that? So maybe you're onto something that, that this is uh, this isn't human. That this isn't from this earth. Well, you know, I never thought I'd be admitting it. Like I am, but uh, after observing and witnessing what we've observed and witnessed for the last few years, it's something beyond just plain ignorance and stupidity going on here. 
And until we begin to recognize things for what they really are, we're taking a, a very serious and dangerous chance. Hell, look at all the influx of illegals coming across the border. Look at that bio lab out there in California they discovered where you had uh, about 900, 800 mice and 200 was dead and they experimented with mosquitoes and then they experimented with these mice, giving them malaria, certain things, fleas, then they go let them loose in a city. Yeah, if you and I and did that, to... Beyonce, that, that we'd be arrested for that. But if it's Bill Gates, then, then it's okay. Yeah, look at Maryland. Now they're having problems with malaria in Maryland. Well, they might have yeah. let some of those mice loose. Then they had a water hose coming out of the building, which was illegal when you have those type of activities going on. So if they take a water hose and connect it up to your sprinkler system, well, then it's going to cross-contaminate into your water. What a good way in order to inject bacteria in that that's deadly to the human being into your water system. We know still waters flow deep, but hell, fish can swim upstream now. And by the way, the lab was owned by some Chinese nationalists. <laughs> you can't say that out loud, though. Well, I do. You know, in Louisiana, they had a a, a bill that would prevent foreigners, especially U.S. adversaries, from owning land and leasing land in Louisiana. And they had a hearing, typical hearing like they usually do. And the, this one hearing, I think the last one that was in the chamber, in a room, hell, it was packed. And it was packed with Chinese that is in Louisiana, from what I understand, that's on visa. And many of them work at LSU. And they was against the passage of the bill because they said it would affect them. Well, good God. They here on visa. They're not supposed to be indulging in politics. They're not even citizens. I'm so glad that other people see this, and it's just not me. So if you don't be careful, you're gonna, the country's going to be in flux with and, you know, I don't have anything about people coming into the country legally. But the way this is happening is totally ridiculous. And see, here's another. These people are coming from countries that don't have a uh, association with a constitution like we have. They don't have it. They have oligarchy and tyrannical governments, and that's what they're used to. It's just like during the COVID scare. Every place you went, they was out of, out of toiletry and milk. Well, if you look at some of the habits down in, in that part of the, uh, this uh, North America, down in Central America, when they have any calamity, they come back, come up. The first thing the residents do is run to the store and start hoarding all the toilet tissue and milk.
so I want to see I mean, who's going to be ho- well, who's going to be hoarding zabugs here in a little bit. Yeah, we're going to be considered throwbacks because we won't eat zabugs. Illegals aren't supposed to be working in the country. Anything they earn or acquire should be should be confiscated on the asset forfeiture. They're not supposed to be working. Yeah, but you'll be considered xenophobic if you say that. They have, they use, they get an I-10 number. For those that can't qualify for Social Security number, they get an I-10 number. I-10 number allows them to file taxes. I-10 number allows them to go to the bank and get a mortgage. And when they get a mortgage, they got an address. They take that closing papers from closing out on that loan for that house. They go down to the election commission, and then they register to vote, and they're illegal. They got driver's licenses. When you go into, yeah, you go into your ballot to cast your ballot. One of the things they ask you for identification is a, is a government ID, which can be a what a driver's license. And although they're not supposed to be voting on a federal candidate, if you got federal candidates at the top of state and local ballots, well, you think they're not going to scoot on up to the top and start putting checks by the name of president? Representatives for Congress and also U.S. Senators, you don't think they're going to do that? How would you ever know? There's no name on the ballot. No, I get it. So anyway, you only got 10 minutes left. I guess I'll get out of here. I think that's going to be all of us getting out of here. Yeah, I think you're probably ready to go, right, uh, Leslie? Yeah, I have to be at work early in the morning, so. Okay, well, I'll shut it down. That's fine. I'm done for the most part. So, it was very, anyway, thank you. It was very nice thank you, Siaki. What's that? I was telling him it was very nice to meet him, sir. Um, well, it's okay. nice meeting you too, Leslie. I hope I was able to share some information with you that can end up being some good. Yes, sir. You take care of yourself. I will. Keep wearing that gun. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. All right, everyone. Uh, I'll go ahead and shut this down right now here. So thank you, Leslie, for joining us tonight. Everyone else, I'll be back Monday. Please support the other shows on the network. It's not just the Proof Negative show here, but until Monday, hold on to the handrail. Keep hope alive. Remember, only you can prevent forest fires. I am Proof Negative, and I am Oot.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.